Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me saying got em But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them, just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse all you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn, I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm reclining with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russell Rocky Other names, Trade Addicts Pie Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem I am Rocky Petrella, and I also have a trading problem. And I'm Brian Har, and I too have a trading problem. Yay! <laughs> I mean, hey, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to session 268 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. Throw it up, Brian. There it is. There you go. And we just <laughs> did three-way fist bump. Um you know what's funny? I just realized, Russ. That? On Dynasty Junkies this week, our guest is Dustin. Oh man! Now, on both of on both shows, I'm having He's the original the original co-host is is, is on Love the show. It. <laughs> Love it. That's good stuff. Well, <sighs> when's it going to get exciting again? Like we, it started. It started because we got our first. Well, I'm not, ha- I, I don't feel, what was it? Like, I don't feel comfortable or I'm unhappy with Stefan Diggs skipping mandatory camp. And I love it. My first reaction was, the dude's old. Give him some rest. Yeah. And then Brian just chimes in beautifully. <laughs> what yeah. did you say, bro? Uh, I just said, I, you know, I, it's the same thing I say to my wife all the time. Like, just, I'm old, like, let me rest, you know, and she still finds things to, to give me to do. So yeah, but like, yeah, like we're sitting in this dead zone, which makes it even harder for trades. Again, we are sitting here with, we have three trades today and it's almost like when I am stuck is stuck's the wrong word. When I'm buried, that is a much more realistic word with, with SFB stuff and can't send 16 offers a day. We don't get as much trades done in these leagues. It's almost like I have a trading problem. And now the problem is I don't have time to do it. (laughs) Yeah. Russ is better at getting the trades done than I am. I I told him before the show, I tried to send out a handful, but they all got rejected. So, well, see the difference is you send good trade offers yeah people have to like think about it and they're like (laughs) oh no this like this will be too good for that guy and it's good coming back and then i send them like wait did did russ screw up i think i should take this i might feel bad but i'm gonna take it anyway okay and then i'm happy because i got a trade accepted and i don't care that i sent a really bad trade offer and usually it's bad the other way but every once in a while i will absolutely send trade offers that are bad for me for the hell of it as long as I'm getting someone I like, uh, you know, deals bring on more deals. And if I can take the bullet for my leagues to try and spur some more actions, you're welcome, everybody. And, and for the people. show. Yeah, and the show. You're welcome <laughs> to everyone listening right now. <laughs> I I don't know where I'm going with this, so we're just going to move on. All right, so... <laughs> Since we sort of talked about it a little bit, Stefan Diggs is not at mandatory minicamp. Does anyone care the slightest iota that Stefan Diggs is not at mandatory minicamp in the middle of June? Uh, Sean McDermott does, but oh, yes, he was he was concerned. He was very concerned. Yeah, yeah. allegedly or apparently, uh, based on yeah the interview there. But um, no, I'm not. I mean, if he starts missing games, <laughs> you know, or training camp reps, then yeah, maybe a little bit more, but. Now, at this point, I mean, you know, we're almost two months from month and a half from training camps. I'm not worried about it. 
Yeah, I think someone in that same chat where Brian made that comment said something like, what's he supposed to say? It's Stefan Diggs. He can do what he wants. I don't care. So right. <laughs> I'm not too worried about it either. I think it's, yeah, it, it is that it's Stefan Diggs and, and he's old and he's got some clout because he's Stefan Diggs. So, uh, and I don't really pay much attention to what goes on. Coach speak, guy's not showing up uh, at, at this point in, this, in the, in the offseason, in the non-point scoring season. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll worry about it if, if, if he's hurt, but he doesn't appear to be hurt. So, no, but the piece of news we have to be paying attention to in the non point scoring season happens a little later than I thought. Like, honestly, I thought at like four o'clock June 1st, Dalvin Cook was getting <laughs> cut. And I'm guessing that maybe they had a little bit of trade talks going with someone that pushed it a little longer. But Dalvin Cook has officially been released, he's free to sign with anyone he wants. And why should it be any team but the Dolphins? Because I want my A-chain shares to be all that they can be. And that's the only reason why. But honestly, he's probably going to he's probably going to the Dolphins, right? Like, is there any place you think would be a better landing spot than the Dolphins at this point? I mean, Kansas. I heard, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rock. I was just going to say, I, I had heard when he first got cut uh, that Denver was interested. And I think that could be interesting if Javante especially is not uh, healthy to start the season. And I mean, I do expect we've talked about it before. I expect the offense to be a lot better with Peyton. Oh yeah, uh, and he, he, you know, he, Cook's not Kamara, but we've seen him use the utilize the the running back in the passing game a lot. So I think that could be beneficial. But then once Williams is back, I mean, who knows how the hell that'll all work out? So might be good early in the season, but maybe not for the whole season. Yeah, like I'm like pre Tom Brady retiring, Tampa would have been a great spot. And I still do think if he goes to Tampa, he'll walk in as the starter, but an offense probably won't be very good. Right? Like no. I, I so like I don't think that's necessarily an ideal spot whatsoever. Yeah, that's why I have no interest in Rashad White pretty much. I just think that offense is gonna be a big load of crap. Yeah, I think like right now, <laughs> if you're looking at Rashad White, it's cause like you're hoping for either a home run or lots of receptions. Like yeah. that I mean, that is a legit chance, but like I, I'm struggling to find like a better spot than Miami. And I guess the next question comes down to being, are you Frank? Don't start with us right now. Um, <laughs> we'll get to it in a second. Um, are you interested at all in, Oh man, it really seems like Dalvin's going to sign with Miami. Like there's no world where, you're sending a first for Dalvin Cook. Would you send like two 24 seconds or like a 24 second and a running back three to maybe lightning in a bottle Dalvin Cook? Is that something either of you have? I won't lie. I've thought about it, but I haven't done it because I'm way too scared to try and do that. But like, I think it might be a good move. Yeah, I'd do it. I mean, you know, he he's not, He's not the same guy. He's also 27 now. Um, so, you know, you know how the community reacts to running backs once they hit 25. Um, they you know, did. A- a- ageism and <laughs> it is alive and well uh, in the community. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, if, if, if he go look, I mean, he's not going to go anywhere where he's going to get the volume that he used to have in in Minnesota, right? I mean, he's going to be somewhere where he's splitting carries, um, likely, you know, so that hurts a little bit. Um, can he still be efficient and catch passes and different things? You know, I mean, it, it just depends on what your situation is, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I'm, if I'm running back needy and he ends up landing in Miami, I, yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd think about, I'd think about sending a second or two for him. Yeah, I would. I would definitely do the two seconds. As much as he wasn't anything amazing last year, I was just looking what Brian was talking. He was uh, it was RB fourteen in points per game and trade addict scoring, which is nothing. Was. Yeah, it's nothing. That, nothing to sneeze at there. Uh, nothing to sneeze at. I, that, that's an old person saying that there. I loved it. I couldn't figure out anything else to say. So just that's just what came out. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, if I can get a, even a mid RB two season, and I think you could. I mean, Miami's offense is, assuming two is healthy, is is at least as good at Minnesota as if not better. So, uh, 
he might not hit quite as much volume, but he might make up for that in efficiency um, and, and maybe maybe more touchdowns, uh, depending on how everything breaks out there. So, but I think he's like. I think if he's the lead guy there over, you know, I don't think a chain's going to take more carries from the Dalvin cook is if Dalvin cook is there uh, or Mostert. Uh is Jeff Wilson still there. God, there's a lot of guys there. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, but I would assume at least one of those guys get, yeah, gets cut. a chain and Dalvin like, yeah. So I, I think he's, if you did Miami signing Dalvin cook, he's probably going to be the lead guy and he's probably not going to get two fifty, but he could get 200 carries and, and, and a decent amount of reception. So, and, and, and a very good offense, assuming Tua can stay healthy and, and get over these concussions. I just started scrolling through my leagues where I'm competing and I'm like, Oh, this would be a good team too. Oh, I have Dalvin cook and Devin a chain on this one. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. Okay, so let's flip side of this. And this is the question that I think we're going to be talking about for far too long. and It's going to get pretty annoying after a while. What are we doing about Alexander Madison? (laughs) Like, is he the dude? Like, he seemed to be pretty good whenever Dalvin was hurt. Like, he, he was good. But is this going to be like the next Tony Pollard? Are we going to be like, oh, he's the guy now? Uh, but uh, like the only difference between Pollard and Madison is that Madison didn't break his leg a couple of months ago. Like, are, are, is there a world you're sending a first for Alexander Madison right now? Like, no. what? They don't. They didn't bring anyone in yet, right? Like, nope. It's, I, no. I think him, Ty Chandler. Nwangu, Dwayne yes, McBride. <laughs> so, like, they still, it looks like they're going in with Alexander Madison being their running back. Of course, we have been year after year seeing more and more passing come out in, in Minnesota, and especially with taking Jordan Addison, you, you want that to be the case. But I'm very curious what it would take at this point. Like, let's say you have Madison on your team and someone sends you a second for Alexander Madison. Are you taking it or are you just saying, well, at that, I might as well just hold it that point? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm holding. Yeah. Same. I, I, I'm not sending a first, but I'm not, I'm not releasing him for less than that, probably. Why does Which, Jordan Madison have a Q next to his name? <laughs> <laughs> but what Brian said is probably why he's basically a hold at this point, because no mm-hmm. one's, no one's, no. a lot of people aren't going to send a first for him, and no one's taking a second, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't even think, I, I wouldn't even take multiple seconds. Uh, and, and I do think he could be very good this year. I think I heard uh, it's on some podcast, maybe in the footballers, that he's had six starts um, in his career with Dalvin Hurt, and uh, he's had at least 90 yards in all of them. So uh, I, I'm not sure what, you know, what he's doing reception wise, but that, that, that's, that's an interesting stat right there. He basically produces every time he, uh, he comes up. And some of those were obviously a lot bigger games than 90 yards. So yeah, I, I think uh, I'd, I'd rather just hold and see what happens. I mean, he could be, you know, a high end RB, RB two, maybe even low end RB one in that offense. So yeah, I, I don't want to give him up for anything less than a first. So I, I in that league where I have a chain and Cook, I'm like, well, let me add Madison. Let's just like let's make this a party. And then I'm like, oh, Trader Joe has him, and he's like two years straight champion. I'm sure he's not going to give him up easily. So I just <laughs> I walked away. I walked away from the table on that one. So uh, let's talk about Frank. Let's talk about. I know it's mandatory minicamp in June, but any worries at all about Saquon? Got to leave this to the resident Saquon expert. So, have you talked to him lately, Brian? Have you like, <laughs> like talked his house to see what's going on? Yeah, I was out in the bushes the other day. Um, no, I I haven't lately. Um, lately, <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I haven't talked to him lately. I know he got a new tattoo uh, on his left pectoral over Ooh. the heart region uh, of a of a lion. Uh, like coming out of his chest, which is pretty sweet looking. Um, and he's jacked as all shit. So um, sounds like Saquon. Yeah. Um, am I worried? Mm, a little. 
That is a lot of noises yeah. before getting to an answer where the answer is clearly part of a yes. Well, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, it's pretty well documented. My um, love for Saquon Barkley um, as a Penn State player and, and then, you know, following his NFL career, I've made no bones about it. But yeah, I'm, I mean, I am a little bit concerned um, to me. You know, Saquon, I think, is somebody who who knows his value, not just on the field, um, but also off the field um, in the locker room. Uh, you know, I, I think watching the interview from the other day, a lot of the things he said, um, you know, I, I, I think they're I think they're true. You know, I, I think his value to that football team is is more than just the output on the football field. I also think he makes everybody around him a lot better. Um you know, and, and, and look, maybe that's my bias. I know I've read a lot of comments from giants fans who are like, ah, screw him, get rid of him, let him sit out, do all these things. And I just think also New Yorkers. uh, Yeah, it it is. And I think what's going to happen or what they're going to find out is that if he does, they're going to have a terrible season. I I think, I mean, when you look at their, their season last year and people can pull you know, and, and they will, they'll pull out stats to back them up and that's fine. They can do that. But I think if you watch, the games he put them on his back and drug them to the playoffs you know uh i mean danny dimes yes absolutely much better uh than than he has been or had been previously um so you know hat tip hats off whatever to to him um you know, but I don't. I don't think he has the type of year he has without Saquon producing at the clip that he produced at. You know, uh, and and I think the other thing that we've seen from Saquon Barkley is when he is healthy, he is one hundred percent an elite running back in the league. Yeah. Like that's that's the thing. Like people, you know, people point to. I mean, they obviously remember the year he missed when he was hurt in the first game, right, toward the ACL. Yeah. But then that following year, um, you know, he. he it was a little bit slow. Uh, and then he had the, the ankle, um, you know, and, and some of that stuff. So I, I think, I mean, I, I guess again, back to the question, am I worried a little bit because I think he knows his value. Um, and I think he feels pretty strongly about that. Um, so the question is, you know, I, I also think he thinks that he's not asking for the world, you know? And so, are they going to meet him in the middle where he feels is, is, you know, can they find a middle that is good for both? Uh, and that'll be the big question. If they do, he's going to sign. I don't think, you know, he doesn't, I don't think he feels like he needs to be paid. I don't know. I haven't talked to him lately. Um, lately. <laughs> so, but you know, I don't, I don't get the sense that he feels like he's got to be the top paid running back or reset the market or anything like that. Um, but I also think that he wants financial security. You know, he plays a position and, and gets the crap beat out of him every week. And he's got two kids now. Um, they just had their second. And Saquon Barkley Jr., by the way, uh, if anybody was wondering. Brian um, party. What's that? Brian, Brian was at the was, – was you at was the hospital? Birth. I, I was yeah. at the birth. The, yeah. the birth, yeah. No, the I was birthday not. Party at the birth. I'm not – I mean, I'm not. I'm not psychotic. I'd probably be in jail. <laughs> just hanging out in the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I just had the knocks out. I was he was you know, hospital adjacent for yeah. it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so I'm a little bit worried. Um, it's, it's, it is funny though, to me, you know, how different I feel about this versus how I felt when, when Lev did this, when Le'Veon Bell did this, right? Oh, he was, was, that, get was, out of here. We yeah. don't need you. Yeah. I mean, it was my, it was my team. Right. And, and the Steelers and, and I was like, that is absolutely how I was. <laughs> <And> there's no <laughs> doubt about it. I was like, just wait, you're gonna, you're gonna regret it and all you know, and now it's it's Saquon and and, um, you know, I feel a little bit different. I think I also feel a little bit different. Just the the, you know, player safety and health and financial security and those types of things. Like I, I get it, too, now. And I don't know that I did then. I think I was a passionate Steelers fan who was pissed off that my team was going to suffer because of it. And uh, now I can be removed from that a little bit. So. So that's a long-winded answer to say, yeah, a little bit. I'm a little bit worried. Are you 
worried to the point of being willing to listen to no. trade offers that you wouldn't have listened to before? No. No. But yeah, but, but again, this player is is <laughs> it's Saquon, dude, and it's me. <laughs> so no, I mean, I will I will be disappointed that I'm not getting points, but I will still look at my roster and see Saquon Barkley's name and be okay with that. But that's me. Yeah, I I mean, part of me will be there, and part of me will be crying. Um, well, how about this? One eye will be crying tears of joy for having Saquon on my team. The other one will be crying tears of sadness for not <laughs> having points on my team and, you know, losing a season. Um, I think I'm in the same spot. Like, now, I'm, I'm not thinking anyone right now is selling Saquon Barkley at a discount, but it's – you know, like it's it's really funny. Like Peter Howard said it once, and it like flicked something in my brain. I'm just like, I never thought of it to think like that before. Where it's like, you're not really gonna get a discount on someone like Saquon Barkley in general, but especially now, his price isn't low. It doesn't go down. His price isn't lower. It's just that people might be willing to trade him away that weren't willing to trade him away before. So you're not buying low. You just have the opportunity to buy where you may not have had it before. And I still don't think I'm there. Like, well, you know me, a decent offer. I'll listen to anything, but like, it takes something special for me to get rid of, you know, Higgins or any of the wide receivers I love. And then literally the one running back is like Saquon Barkley. Like it'll, it'll, it'll take something special to get him away from me. And I still think it's going to take that something special. It's going to take something that's going to make me not be able to say no about it. And if he sits, that sucks. Like, that's all I can say. Like, and I will never begrudge any of these players trying to get money because what they put their bodies through, they deserve every cent they can. So, again, part of me will be upset that I'm losing fantasy football, but the real part of me will just be like, do what you got to do, dude. And, and I will use my one eye to cry tears of sadness. Yeah, I don't have much to add. Just I was just gonna say it doesn't kind of what I said about the Diggs thing. It doesn't change pretty much anything for me. I I'll believe it when I see it that he actually sits any games. I I always just assume these things will tend to get worked out. And I think the one example from Brian's team that he mentioned is basically the only time in the last like fifteen twenty years that's been wrong. So uh, usually the guys come back by the beginning of the season and uh, they work something out contract wise. He doesn't want to give up a year of his career. I don't think at this point. I don't think he's going to pull a Lev Bell. So uh, it doesn't really change anything for me. Any any trade that I would have gotten or sent for Saquon, I would do the exact same thing as I would have done a couple months ago. Yeah, and Saquon doesn't have the prestigious rap career to fall on. Exactly. Did at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then Frank being Frank in the chat, maybe they let Barkley walk and sign Cook. <laughs> Always has to say that last little dagger to just make me want to cry a little bit more. <sighs> okay, but I feel like we've covered this stuff from every angle that we can. And plus I'm just getting sad and I don't want to talk about it anymore. So Brian, what do you want to do next? Do you want to do trade addicts trades or listener questions? Um, let's do some listener questions. Okay. The first one we have is at real goat 13. Who do you think will be this year's Pacheco and Dubs in terms of rising through the summer after being lowly drafted, if drafted at all during the early rookie drafts? Well, I mean, if, Saquon sits, it's, man, which of the, did they draft Gray or Hull? I can never remember Gray. which one is which. Yeah, Eric. that guy. Like, yeah, yeah, he'll be that. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, it depends how low we're talking. Like, Pacheco wasn't really getting drafted last year. I mean, J.J. Zacharyson tried to make him get drafted by just. Oh, I was drafting him because of J.J. Zacharyson. Yes, exactly. He would just not stop TA, talking about it. Rounds, like, right, yeah. man, come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, like I'm gonna pull up. I, I, I was I did that too. I pulled up like the rookie ADP and one guy like, that and he hasn't. I don't even think he's gotten on the field yet because uh, of health issues. But uh, Sean Tucker could be one yes. that might be interesting. Uh, he's I, a guy we all liked and and has great opportunity there. It's basically just him and Rashad White. Yeah, clearly he's not what we hoped for when we got really excited. What was it, Senior Bowl time? Yeah. Um, like that's not going to be a thing, but he landed in a really good spot where if he can get healthy, he can walk in and just grab himself a role because 
I mean, I know it's not like we're in the NFL or we're NFL scouts or anything, but like you, you hear our tone of voice when we're talking about um, Rashad White, and it's just like, uh... <laughs> so like, yeah, that's that's actually a very good answer. I was gonna go uh, Tank Bigsby, like his his trade addicts ADP ended up at two oh seven, but like the latest of thirty one, like he was going later and later as drafts went on, and I really think that he's going to have a role there. I don't think he's stealing any work from Travis Etienne, but Etienne should not be in every down back and won't be. And if something were to happen to Etienne, I don't think Bigsby's going to like be a breakout or anything, but I think he'll, ha- he'll score fantasy points. That offense is going to move. I mean, again, unfortunately for everyone else, Calvin Ridley is going to catch every target and catch them all for touchdowns. So that's going to hurt everyone else's fantasy output on that team. But he's still, he's going to get some points. Uh, wide receiver-wise, man, like, I could see Keishan Butte just, like, being what he was supposed to be two years ago. Like, because he walks into New England, and Bill Belichick's like, yo, this is the Patriots. And then he's just like, okay, I'm good. Let's go. Let's play football. No more stuff. Let's just... And, and then he's awesome. Of course, I have so much Juju Smith-Schuster and... DeAndre Hopkins is visiting them this week, but like that, that has always like, I, I will always grab one or two shares of players that Devi people loved two years ago. And that by their draft, they fell like I have a ton of Keontae Ingram, Chuba Hubbard had helped with for a while. Like, like all of those guys, I will grab it like a, one or two shares of just because it's like. Help Justin Ross. This kind of fits that description. Uh, I mean, it's a little bit of a different reasoning, but I, yeah, yeah. Hashtag Tim Clem's a big wide receiver. I have plenty of that guy. Uh, Frank in the chat says Chase Brown mixing his injury prone and a potential cut. That's yeah. It would be surprising at this point for them to cut Mixon and only ride with what they have because they don't have anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like even if Pirine was still there, it would be weird for them to just roll with Pirine. So like maybe they cut Mixon and sign Dalvin like they want to keep it in the same draft class or something like you know yeah, Elliot and Fournette still out there too well Elliot was the year before stop trying to ruin this rock <laughs> Fournette was the same class Fournette was the same class though yeah any any answers on there Brian any of these late drafted guys that you think might be able to pull something out um in in terms of like immediate kind of like um the, the two mentioned, no, not necessarily. I mean, I think the guys that you've mentioned are the ones that I would would mention as well. There's a couple guys, though, that I like for future, like year or two down the road um, that are, are relatively cheap. One is a Penn State guy, uh, of course, and, and I can talk about him, and that's tight end Brenton Strange for Jacksonville. So they spent a second-round pick, um, on Brenton Strange. Evan Ingram right now is in front of him on the depth chart, but he only signed a one-year contract for $9 bucks. So you're looking at Strange if he adapts to the NFL relatively quickly, potentially stepping into the starting tight end role in Jacksonville. <clears throat> and then your slot receiver being? Parker Washington. From? Penn State. There yes. you go. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I Brenton Strange, here, here's the thing about, about Brenton Strange. And remember, I mean, I watch every Penn State game live in person, then come home and watch the game over. Um, Nerd. Usually at least once, sometimes twice. (laughs) No, I am when it comes to Penn State. Um, But he mauls people blocking. Mm -hmm. Like he is an unbelievable blocker, and that's not what he's known for which is very different than like a guy like Mike Gusecki who came out of Penn State, right? Um, He, you know, Gusecki couldn't block worth shit and still can't block worth shit, but he's got benched for two years because of it. (laughs) Right, right, right. And, and that's kind of what I'm saying. Strange is more along the lines of a Pat Fryermuth, little less athletic, um, but similar player in terms of, He's 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 not going to give them reasons to take him off the field. He's maybe a little bit athletically limited, but he he does a lot of things really well. Nothing exceptionally well. Um, but I think 
in that particular offense, he may have an opportunity to produce, um, you know, some relatively decent fantasy numbers. Obviously, he's not going to probably end up being an elite tight end option, but like, you know, could he be the top of the second tier range eventually? Maybe I, I, I could see that. And the other guy that I like a lot, and I drafted him, I, I think he's probably already in the top two or three of my uh, shares, if you will. Um, in on MFL is Tyler Scott in Chicago. And, um, you know, I look at their wide receiver situation and yeah, they have, uh, they just brought in DJ Moore, obviously with the, with the trade, uh, but Darnell Mooney, um, you know, I, I there's a, a real decent chance that he ends up moving elsewhere uh, after this season. Same goes for Chase Claypool. If Chase Claypool doesn't show out, they're not going to pay him what he's going to demand. Um, you know, I don't think anybody's going to play Chase Claypool, what he's going to demand if if uh, if he doesn't have a really, really good season this year. So you could be looking at a guy in Tyler Scott that could step into a, a you know, a wide receiver two role in Chicago. It, it, that's not the best place to be, obviously. Um, but wide receiver twos, you know, I mean, so I don't know. He's a guy that I took a lot of flyers on late in drafts. Um, fourth round picks, you know, um, and uh, he was really productive at, at Cincinnati. Um, I, I just, he's a guy that in my opinion could potentially do something too. We'll see. Well, I was just going to say one of one other guy I was looking at basically only an opportunity and again, kind of digging late and maybe he looks good on in camp or preseason or whatever, but uh, Puka Nakua, Yes, uh, basically Cooper Cup and a bunch of guys. So uh, and Stafford coming back, I think that offense could be still pretty decent this year if Stafford's healthy. Uh, so he's got to throw the ball to somebody. So if if, if Puka shows out a little bit uh, during during like July August, I could see him kind of gaining some steam. And in other big man news, I'll just throw out Xavier Hutchinson because who else is there to catch the ball in Houston? Um, let's move. Oh man. So I asked what people's favorite jerseys are and who they thought of when they thought of that Jersey in a little homage to the fact that Brian and I used to spend four shows every year. (laughs) (laughs) I I just, I just heard too. Um, I was listening to Sirius XM, um, the other day and, uh, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Hanson, uh, the guru. I think it might've been him. Uh, he, they were getting ready to do a Jersey, a Jersey thing, like ranking the jerseys. And I was like, yeah, I've been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> so it is fun though. I mean, that's a, that was always one of the, the really entertaining shows, wow. at least for, at least for the hosts. I don't know what it was like to listen to, but oh, I don't care. <laughs> it's fun for us. That's all that matters. Yep. Uh, so J four, two, two Smith says the creamsicle bucks and thinks of Eric Rett. Gotta be honest. I don't know who that is. Should I know who that is? Do you guys know who that He's is? He's a running back. Yeah, running back. Yep. Oh, that's a running backs are the worst. <laughs> uh, but I do love the creamsicle jerseys uh, or Seahawks color rush jerseys that show up every year on Thursday night football in December. And any Legion of Boom member, those neon green things are so gross. They are beautiful. <laughs> they are. That's, so they are so beautiful. beautiful. I like, I like the neon green. <laughs> but I can't. But I think a, D, a DK. I mean, for me, that's. Well, yes, the neon green. I go straight DK. Yeah. Um. But I, oh man, that navy blue with the neon green and it has those things going. Or like, I just, I love the regular Seahawks jerseys. And then yeah. when they started that color rush stuff and the, like, those weird, alt, like, oh, like, no, like, put your highlighters away. We don't need to color our football jerseys <laughs> with highlighters. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so, but let's have this discussion. Let's have this discussion because my answer has not changed. And my answer is still the powder blue Chargers jerseys and Ladanian Tomlinson right away when I see that powder blue. That that came to mind for me too. Uh, the other other thing that I thought of was a totally Homer answer, which was the Kelly Green Eagles jerseys. Randall Cunningham. Yeah, and that was the name. Yep, yep. Randall Cunningham I'm, running around flinging yep. the ball. Yeah, <laughs> that's my. That's probably mine too. I mean, I I obviously didn't grow up an Eagles fan, but. Um, but I grew up in this state, right? And and absolutely, Randall Cunningham is synonymous with with those Kelly Green jerseys. Him, he and Reggie, right? Um, yes, but definitely. but um, but yeah, that's that's definitely 
uh, one of those iconic, you know, uh, jerseys and player combos. That's really a, a, a good one. And what's really cool, too, like, so talking about the jerseys, I mean, we're getting some of those back, right? Like, the Eagles are going to wear the Kelly Greens this yeah. year, you know, and, and the the Bucks are wearing the creamsicle. The Seahawks, I heard, are are bringing back the old, um, like, the silver helmet with the, Ooh, with that. the long bird yeah. that wrapped around. <laughs> Um, for a game or two this year. So I like that the NFL does that. Um, yes, you have to. You know, it's... And, and it is a big moneymaker for them. You know, all they got to do is wear it one time and somebody will buy it. Me, oh, probably. Yeah. Well, you don't even have to. <laughs> just, like, put that stuff up for sale. See, well, first of all, the reason, one of the reasons I, that blue, those jerseys, the ones that they wore in the early 2000s, were the reasons, I, one of the reasons I chose to be a Seahawks fan. Uh, that color is literally called Seahawks blue. It it does not exist outside of the Seahawks. Like that's just cool as hell. Like yeah. they they created a hue of blue, and that is now theirs. Uh, and I but I do also love their new stuff. Yeah. <sighs> Steve Largent's the player too, right? Or Cortez? Uh, if if Cortez those, Kennedy. When you go back to the ones you're talking about, yes, yeah. Largent or Walter Jones is just the easy answers. Yeah. But like the other, like the Seahawks blue jerseys, it's Matt Hasselbeck. Okay. Like, you know, pretty easily. And just because not only was he the over Over Sean Alexander. I'm not a running back guy, except for <laughs> Ladanian Tomlinson, Ladanian Tomlinson. Yeah, I still don't enough. like calling him LT because LT to me is still Lawrence Taylor, Taylor. but like, he's. And Dating Thompson is just really long to say. That's how you know you're old when LT is Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's funny. Like, you're talking about, you know, get it, your home state at least of those Kelly Greens. And I know you're not going to say the Bumblebee jerseys for your teams, but like, uh, no. New Jersey just doesn't like having nice jerseys. <laughs> like, look at the Giants. Yeah. They're, they got all they did was get rid of colors. Like they used to have red and white stripes, and now it's just plain blue. The Haven't Jets... they had the basically same jersey forever? Yep. Yeah. yep. <laughs> the Jets, same exact thing. They kind of changed the green a little bit, yeah. and there used to be an actual jet on their helmets. The Devils, in like the early '80s, they used to have green on them, and then they got rid of the green, and then they've had the same jersey for forty years. <laughs> like we just teams around here, like. The Nets, it took moving to frickin' Brooklyn to, to actually change what they look like. Like, there's just places around here, like, teams around here just don't like spending money on designers to create nice jerseys. Which, by the way, with the Eagles, there's a lot, especially in Philly here, there's a lot of nostalgia for the Kelly Green. And I love the Kelly Green, but I actually like the Midnight Green, too. Do you guys, what do you guys think of the Midnight Green jerseys? The, the now ones? Yeah, currently. Oh, I love it. Like, yeah. I, Cause I'm a sucker for black jerseys, but like, I'm a bigger sucker for like, Oh wait, that's not black. Yeah. You know, what like, they, they wear in the Super Bowl? Uh, did they wear the black in the Super Bowl or did they wear the dark green? I, I think they went with the green. Okay. Yeah. They, they, they did not wear black. I don't think in either Super Bowl in the last few, you know, last five years or so. I don't yeah. think they wore, I think they wore the, the midnight green in both of them. And then Frank says, bad for this group, but the 90s Cowboys jerseys with a star on the shoulders were great. Here's here's my <laughs> I'm with you, Brian. The My issue with it, like, I hate white jerseys. And wait, NFL teams wear their color jerseys at home, right? Because Usually. I, yeah. yeah. Except like, the Cowboys and the... the... Yes, that's the Cowboys it. Cowboys color jerseys aren't that great either. But, but like, they're their home jerseys, which is supposed to be their colors, is their white jersey, and that just makes me hate it so much more. Yeah, just not a fan. Yeah. Okay. Next, the oh man. Okay, so Tommy doing it again to us at FF Tommy B. What does the word value mean to you? So Brian, I'm going to let you go first because I could probably talk for about an hour on this question. It's right? a loaded question. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, um. The 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 term value without context. Oh come on! At least is, real into fantasy football is, context. I mean, well, but I mean, yeah, but I mean, even in, even within fantasy football, right? Value to me is, um, yeah, that's it's it's a great question. It's a great <laughs> it question. Is. 
It's some type of combination of like fantasy points scored with ADP or how the community values somebody. Plus, how uh, I you can't use the value, word that you were defining in its definition. How they uh, view somebody. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. I mean, look, when we're talking about trade value, um, you know, for me, it's it's looking at what a what a player, how a player is viewed in in the community um, and what I think I can get for said player. But there's a lot that's involved with what you can get. You're going to get I mean, you could get other players, right, that fill positional needs. You could get fantasy points if you keep that player um you know you could get future draft capital if you're not in contention so that's what i'm talking about when i'm saying context matters Mm -hmm. right um so i mean so it's it's not a really easy question to to answer um i think i think value involves you know uh, uh how a player fits on your team and 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 what and 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 what you're trying to accomplish with your team and then what you might be able to do because of the way that the community looks at certain players. I don't know if any of that made any sense at all because I'm I'm trying to like listen to myself while I'm talking and it it doesn't really make sense to me. <laughs> so that I, that might have just been a shit show. We so sense. easily slide into old habits to where, like, Brian talked for more than four words and I just stopped listening, so I have no <laughs> idea what he said. I can tell you. I was listening, Brian. It, it Thank made you, sense Rock. to me. Thank you, Rock. Thank you. Which is funny because often I'm the guy that doesn't end up listening. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, in the in, in the context of fantasy, I it, I it, generally when I hear value, I'm thinking more. I think Russ uh, Russ did this on the show one time. I forget how long ago it was. It might have been back when you were hosting with him, Brian. But I remember he put it out. There's there's dynasty value and there's fantasy value, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically points. Is the second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I think when most people say value, they're referring to dynasty value, and that, that's kind of how I think of it. When you ask what does the word value mean to you. And just exactly, and it's kind of a lot of what Brian said. What, what what can you get for a guy? Like we always talk about it in terms of draft picks. That's that, that's so the, just so we it's sort of like we have a base uh, base metric to, to to work with, and that's kind of how I think of value. When when you just say value it, with no context like this whatsoever, that that's what comes to mind for me. And and what what can I turn this guy into? And and again, I'm probably going to a lot of times do that in terms of draft picks, but there's definitely, as Brian said, other kinds of like, I think I tend to value the fantasy value a lot more than other managers do. Uh, even during the uh, non-point scoring season, I, I will probably trade for points uh, more often than other people will. But but yeah, when I just hear the term value, like Tommy put it here without any context, that's generally what I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah. It's tough. Like, okay, so like, <laughs> It's really, really funny because, like, the first phrase that came to mind, you both worked in eventually. What is value? Whatever someone's willing to pay. <laughs> like, that's the yeah. real, that's the nitty-gritty answer of it. What is value? It's whatever you can get. Like, that's that's what it is. And the real obnoxious thing is it's different from league to league, you know? <laughs> like, there, like, we have to try and talk, like, this guy is worth this. Because it, we try and give a general area of, of what someone should be able to get for trading away a certain something. And clearly the answer always comes down to, well, he's worth what you can get in your league. Um, But really the definition of value, the definition of value is what that player means to you and your fantasy team. Like that, that's really what it comes down to because like Rocky hit it right. Also, I was going to bring up, well, there's dynasty value, which is, you know, age and longevity and position and fantasy value, which is how many points is he going to get me? If you want to think this season or like the next two weeks, like that's what that's fantasy value. And then when you combine them together, you get player value. Um, But like, I think the answer really comes down to is you have to add so much to it that it does like, then you add your personal bias. It's going to be a lot harder to get T. Higgins from me than it is to get from most people. Saquon Barkley from Brian, 
Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned <laughs> the personal bias there because, like, there's you can almost say there's dynasty value, which is like if you're going personal, the dynasty value, fantasy value, and there's market value, which yeah. is sort of different from both a little bit. So, exactly. Like, yeah. So, the word value in itself is tough because of how far you can break it down. But, like, if we're going to go in the pyramid of the word value, the tippy top is what all three of us have said so far. It's what you, it's what someone's willing to pay for it. And, and I hate that answer. <laughs> like I want, <laughs> I want to go at least a few rungs lower on this pyramid, but like we've all sort of said what builds the base of that pyramid. So I don't think that's something that we need to go back for. All right, let's, let's go. Now we have, well, we have some trade addicts trades that are all from trade addicts one and none of which, none of which are me. So I really don't care about them, but <laughs> But Brian's here, so Brian, can, can you do it? Can you do it for us? How about uh, we get into a few uh, trade addicts trades? <sighs> <sighs> uh, the good, good old days. <laughs> right, so tra- trade addicts leagues are 12-team super flex PPR tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception. And I don't even have to say 0.05 points for return yardage except for TA1 because these are all TA1 trades. But I said it anyway because I like saying it. Um, so this trade, I should say, was done before Dalvin Cook was cut, though I doubt, again, anything really changes afterwards. The trade is Dalvin Cook, Christian Watson, and the 24-3rd for Travis Etienne. Brian, why don't you go first? Dalvin, Christian Watson, and the third for Travis Etienne. What are your thoughts? Um, I think I would want the ETN side. Um, just because, like, the value's fine. I mean, the value, <laughs> we just talked about value, right? <laughs> um, the value's fine for me. I just, I think, you know, and I, I mean, the, the person, the ETN stuff is tough right now because of tank, right? Like you're hearing whispers, right? About tank. Um, but I still think that you could probably get more out of Travis ETN um, from a value standpoint. Christian Watson obviously had a monster year, but he had that year with Aaron Rodgers, right? One of the greatest quarterbacks that's ever played this game. So, um, you know, even even in his late 30s, um, even, you know, not playing as well as he has played in previous seasons. So I don't know. I, I just I don't know that Christian Watson with Jordan Love comes anywhere near what Christian Watson did last year. Um, and again, Dalvin Cook, I mean, we've been talking, you know, we talked about him earlier, obviously a depreciating asset. Um you know, could he land in a good spot and and be productive for a year, maybe two? Yeah, he could. Um, I'm just not. I just think I'd prefer ETN side here. I think a lot of it is going to come down to now that, like you said, when it was made, Cook was still in Minnesota, and I think in Minnesota, I definitely like that side better. But for me, I think a lot of it's going to come down to where Cook lands. Um, because points wise, I, I think you can get similar. You could have gotten even this year similar production out of the two the two guys, Etn and Cook. Uh, I again was looking at the, the trade addict scoring, and even if you take out the first like month of the season when James Robinson was still around, uh, they were basically equal in in points last year. It was like a point three different uh, between Cook and Etn, uh, and 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 Cook is obviously a, like. Uh, Brian said a, a depreciating asset, but Christian Watson is not. So uh, you're getting that piece in there too. Uh, who knows what he is with love? I get that, but I, I was a pretty pretty big Christian Watson fan coming out, and I think he's a talented guy. I think he will produce. Uh, so I think I'd rather have the two pieces. Obviously, the third means nothing, and I am a little worried about how much Tank cuts into to what ETN is going to do there because. Uh, Doug Peterson's the coach, and I'm very familiar with how Doug Peterson likes to use his running backs. So uh, I'm very interested to see how that plays out between Tank and Etienne, and and even uh, I, the, given what he used to do here, I, even Jamichael Hasty could be a factor there. I think 
because he loved to rotate like three guys a lot of the times. Like Sproles would be mixed in on the goal line at random times and things like Sproles. that. That had nothing yeah. to do with strategy. He just really liked Darren Sproles. <laughs> that dude out of retirement like twice. Yeah. But but yeah, I would I would lean the I would actually lean the other side. I've come around some on Travis Etienne, but he still he still makes me a little nervous now that they drafted Tank and and Doug Peterson. Um, he he scored he he scored twenty three points in uh, in championship on championship Sunday. I just wanted to throw that out. I happened to trade for him um, the week before in trade addicts too. That, that's what we like to call a small sample size, Brian. That's what we like to call uh, Brian bragging that he beat me in the championships after doing that. Russ, listen, I I don't beat you often, so you know it just so happens that the the two times that I have beaten you were both in the championship say. of that league. So yeah. that is the same league. Yes, I mean I'm probably like I'm probably like something you know over over the years in the trade addicts leagues, I'm probably something like. I don't know, 32% winning percentage or something, but I've met, we've met twice in the finals and I've, I've pulled both of those out. So by, and both of them by like very small margins. And you can't even beat me by more than three points. You have to make it close. I I remember it's been years now, right? Was it like 1.6 or 1.2? The first one was, it was, it was a 0.35 to a 0.30. So 0.05 points. Oh my God. I didn't realize it was that. And and it's because Sean McDermott pulled Josh Allen out of that. I remember midway through many times. (laughs) Oh, and so I remember that was, I believe, I, I'm so that, happy you're here right now, Brian. That game, I believe, was the first episode that I, I co-hosted with Russ was we were doing because we used to do it on Monday nights. Yep. And it was the game that Alan and Diggs were, were both yep. benched late in that game. Yep. Oh, man. <sighs> so good to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> so value. OK, I'm going to just start talking in a different direction because it's making me sad. So like value wise, this feels like last year Christian Watson value to me. And that's what's throwing me off. Like everything you said, I think is completely right. I think Christian Watson will be okay. I don't think you'll get what we got when he was looking good last year, because I don't know what Jordan Love is, but I know he's not Aaron Rodgers, even decaying Aaron Rodgers, which is what we saw last year. Cause he didn't even look like he was trying half the time, but I still, I don't know. Like, the answer should be to me taking Cook and Watson because Cook's going to play this year and Watson's going to be a decent wide receiver to most games, I'm sure, with maybe a spike week or two. And, and Travis Etienne will probably be somewhere in that low-end RB1, high-end RB2. But so can Dalvin. Like, and again, that's just one season based on a lot more, but it's running backs and it's, again, it's fair. It's a good trade, but I think I take the multiple players – but if I have, if I want to condense and I want to like make my team a little tighter, I don't think this is a bad move. I think I like it. The next one is just, this one makes me feel old because it's Mike Evans for a 24 second and third. Like I still remember Mike Evans being like the wide receiver too. Like, like this, like the eternal not respect after that season, because his rookie year, he came out, he was awesome. And then the next year, he got the same amount of yards, but only caught three touchdowns. And all of a sudden, he was bad. And he never rebounded from that dynasty value-wise. And seeing him go for a second and third, and I'm like, okay, no, that makes sense. Because you're not getting a first for Mike Evans anymore. So, like, it almost made me sad to see this go through and feel like it was a good trade. Like, this is fine on both sides for me. Because I think regardless of who the quarterback is in Tampa, I'm just going to... If Baker Mayfield loses out to Kyle Trask, this is the end of Baker. And I don't want to predict that, so I'm still going to talk like it's Baker as as the starting quarterback. You don't have to try hard to throw it to a place where Mike Evans can catch it. <laughs> like, that. that's all I got. Like, you throw it within, like, a three- to four-foot radius, there's a good chance Mike Evans is going to catch it and then fall down. But still, it's PPR, it's a completion. But this is an absolutely fair trade in whatever direction you're going with your team, I'm for I was going to let Brian comment because this is my trade. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Russ, I'm I, I so I think I'm with you in terms of like being okay on the value. I 
what what this tells me though and and i know this is going to be like a weird statement i'm definitely worried about i'm definitely worried about the quarterback right um as as we all should be very worried about the quarterback um having said that i'm i'm probably going to go buy some 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 mike evans here um the dude is about as consistent season to season as you can possibly be in the National Football League. He's not consistent game to game, but year to year, he is very consistent. He's been in the league nine years. He's 29 years old. I mean, it feels like he's 34, but he's 29 <laughs> years old. Okay. 60, uh, so 68 for 1051, 74 for 1206. Um, 96 for 13, 21, 71 for 1,001, 86 for 15, 24, 67 for 11, 57, 70 for 1,006, 74 for 1,035, 77 for 1,124. Touchdowns are kind of all over the place. Uh, he's yes. had four double digit, uh, TD seasons, but he's had a couple really bad years touchdown wise too. three, five, eight, eight, six. So, um, I, I, I mean, the quarterbacks could slow him down. Having said that, he was playing with Jameis Winston before Tom Brady got there. Um, you know, who obviously Jameis isn't, he was okay for fantasy, but he wasn't, you know, and Josh McCown and Mike Glenn in his rookie year. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think a second and a third, I'd probably would be willing to give that up for Mike Evans on a, com- a contending team. Um, you know, could that dip a little bit? Sure, it absolutely could uh, with terrible quarterback play, but it probably won't because it's Mike Evans and he'll find a way to have a couple 200-yard receiving games and and be just over 1,000 yards and six or seven touchdowns. So, Yeah, and like I said, this was, this was my trade, and I expect it to be a li- – I think they were mine. I'm not even sure. Maybe they weren't mine. But um, I, I think the second was mine, and, and I expect that to be later. But even if it's not, uh, I just thought it was—I just thought it was good value. I, and I even didn't realize I was looking at my roster right now. Uh, I actually have Chris Godwin on this team, and I still don't even care because I just thought the value was good enough. I'll, I'll take it. I, I still expect, even with the crappy quarterback, and they're going to have the, kind of what Brian said—that Mike Evans. Like uh, Mike Evans will find a way. Like Jurassic Park, life will find a way. Mike Evans will find a way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but uh, he just does it every single year, no matter who the quarterback is. He's like good for for seventy to eighty and and a thousand yards and whatever he gets touchdown wise. So, and, and this is definitely a contending team. I have uh, I have Hertz and Watson and, and, and Dobbins and Pollard and Allen and Diggs and uh, Judy and Godwin and. It's definitely a team I expect to contend this year. Maybe I don't win the title, but I I, I think uh, Evans is worth adding, and we're going to talk about another guy added here in a minute too. Yeah, I'm a little upset about this next one. Um, <laughs> George Kittle for Kendra Miller and a 25 second. Oh, this is so George Kittle for me. <laughs> so George Kittle. It's like maybe Kendra Miller is a thing later in the year. I don't know. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. And I get if you're trying to move Kittle because you want to get younger, I just don't think Kendry Miller's the way, but like maybe if that's all you can get, I don't know. Like I'm trying to rationalize this because I'm just angry. I didn't move fast enough to go get Kittle. That's really what it comes down to. Like I, mm. But to me, like value-wise here, this is Kittle because I get it. Kittle misses a couple of games, but he's still going to give you top three tight end points per game every year, regardless of who the quarterback is there. So I just, if you're competing, George Kittle is the guy you get on your team because you're going to get tight end three points for Kendra Miller in a 25 second. Yeah, and I've, I've mentioned in the past some concern about Kittle just because of the quarterback situation there. I'm not a big Purdy guy. And who knows what Lane? I still believe Purdy guy, Rocky. (laughs) Thanks, Russ. Um, And uh, I still believe Lance is the starter. But again, we don't know. We don't really know what Lance is as a quarterback either. So, uh, but 
I just yeah for Miller in a sec. I mean, I like I like Miller. He was a guy I was drafting, and that's why he's on this. He was on this team for me to trade. Is a guy I was drafting a lot in the early second round, uh, and he could have a, a media impact. Maybe that's what uh, uh, Eric was thinking here. Is you know if Kamara's suspended for the first eight games, Miller might get a fair share of work there. So maybe he figured he can flip him for for something good, but. But yeah, George Kittle on a contending team. I'll I'll, I'll take that all day in the one point seven five premium. I, I even uh, have Hawkinson on this team, but I I I feel I can start both of them on this team. So why not? No, I'll probably try and get one from you in the next few days. <laughs> probably, probably. Yeah, I I think I mean look, Kittle. There there are some some reasons to be a little bit nervous about about Kittle, the quarterback situation. Um, you know, he's one of many uh, weapons in that offense. Right, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, yeah. Debo, Ayuk, um, you know, they, there's a lot of weaponry in that offense. Um, he also had 11 touchdowns last year, which was kind of abnormal for him. He's not really a high touchdown guy. Before that, his previous high was six uh, in 2021. So, um, you know, if if he has the, uh, the regression from um, – from the touchdowns, um, you know, and he's sharing the work. Is he, you know, is, is that going to be a concern? Maybe. Um, I also like Miller. Uh, I'm, you know, I don't necessarily like him this year as much because I think Jamal Williams just wins jobs. That's what he does. He just, he finds a way. To yeah, right. And so he's going to win that job and he's going to score 10 touchdowns and it's going to be ridiculous. Um, having said that, I'm with, I, I'm with you guys. I, I would want Kittle in this deal. Um, and I don't think it's, I mean, that's a, a really good price for him, I think, um, all things considered right now, uh, especially with the premium. So, yeah, I'm with you guys. Well, on that note, that is the end of our show sheet. So that is going to be the end of our show. Bri Bri, it has been so nice to see your face again, to hear your voice again, to interact with you again, to ignore you again, to all of those things. You are welcome back here anytime you want especially when I'm not here. Um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I know you are you're not doing things to say, but, like, still, like, just let everyone remember who you are and yeah. what you used to do and where they can find you if they want to. And Yeah, sure. So um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Brian Har FF um, on, on there and have been for years. Um, and I do love to chat football. If you want to get into some conversation, shoot me a message on there or, um, or at me or whatever. Um, I'm around, I'm just not around quite as frequently as, as I used to be. Um, yeah, uh, formerly of, of DLF, um, m- most importantly, formerly co-hosted this show with, with you, Russ, um, had a wonderful, wonderful time doing that and a great run. Um, just life kind of got busy and uh, I stepped away, uh, but we have the perfect guy step in, right? Our, our, our good pal rock. And he's taken the show. You and he have taken the show to a whole nother level. And, um, and so it's awesome. I still, I still listen, um, relatively often and it's been a privilege to be here today. I had a great time. It's, it's always fun, uh, talking football with the two of you and, um, and so I, I appreciate the opportunity to do that. And um, yeah, I don't know. You might see me around here in the summer a little bit more often um, mm-hmm. than than I've been around lately. But um, but yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity. This was a blast. I appreciate it. I, I, I just had a couple of things I want to say before we finish up. First of all, I don't know about a whole nother level, but thanks, Brian. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, I also, thought we could have gotten lower. Than <laughs> I know. We got a whole nother level down. And maybe that's what I had. But <laughs> uh, I also wanted to mention, I don't know if you, how often, if you, if you listen at all anymore, Brian, but uh, Dynasty Junkies, the other pod I do, you can hear Brian Har every week. On Dynasty Junkies because we still use your your find me a trade drop every yes. time we do find me a trade. So we, we got the trade addicts trades tonight, but you can hear find me a trade every every <laughs> every week on Dynasty Junkies. And also, Russ, I wanted to let you know I told you I was going to uh, pick a division by the time we got uh, got to the sweet yes. show, and I did go with. Brian, I went with the Reese's division. You went to Reese's. Yeah. I went to Reese's. I, 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 first of all, I love Reese's to begin with. Like, I can eat yes. peanut butter cups for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, but also, there's a lot of great people in there. There's like 
It's like Travis May and Shane Hallam and Matt Donnelly. And, uh, of course, Jay's, Jay's in there. Brian Har and Jay FF briefcase. My two TA three guys are in oh, yeah. there as well. So I'm picking you seven. See, do you see Jay's Avi? It's so good. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yep. so Man, I'm now I'm glad I there. didn't join Reese's. I almost <laughs> did. It's really funny. Brian, Brian texts me one day. He's like, Oh man, I see you're in Gusto's. I almost joined that, but I went with Reese's and I'm like, see, that's funny. I was in Reese's and I'm like, Oh wait. There's Disney stuff. Well, Pixar, same thing. And I'm like, I'm going to go do that instead. Yeah, so, like, we. I'm probably going to miss the playoffs with all those smart people. In yeah, now I'm yeah. glad I'm not in Reese's because <laughs> I would have lost miserably. Yeah. Had a great time in the chat, though, but would have lost miserably. Yeah. Yeah, it should be fun. All right. But our stuff, patreon.com slash trade addicts pod. You can watch us while we record, hang out, and maybe, you know, give Frank a night off, even though we love every time he's here. He's, he's awesome. Um, but also we have our discord chat, the cool kids club, which is just full of awesome people having good times. And most importantly, fantasycares.org. go donate whatever you can, whenever you can, however you can. Um, also, if you are not in Scott fishbowl yet, follow at fishbowl org on Twitter at fishbowl merch. We are giving away spots many, many spots daily on the Fantasy Cares YouTube channel. So go give that a subscribe and hit that bell so you get a notification whenever we go live. Like I just, ugh, I hear the annoying sounds coming out of my son's TV when I say that crap. And it just makes me want to say it more ridiculous because, oh my God, all YouTubers do today is scream. They just yell about everything and I hate it. I'm going to yell about it. Um <laughs> But that's really about it. Everything right now is about SFB. It's about fantasy care. So even if you're not in, be a part of it because it's just an awesome time in an awesome community. And of course, it's about charity. It's about giving to Toys for Tots in the end. And I know we're going to end up doing more charities as time goes on. So be a part, have some fun. And oh, yeah, I get to say it and mean it because I don't have to write an article. I'm going to bed, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Night, everyone. Night, rest. Night, guys. Thank, Thank you, you for listening to the Great Attic Podcast. A member of the DLS family of podcasts. And a proud member in the Dynasty Attic Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FS Attic. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy Pan. That is the best. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>